Welcome to Ladder Talk Live, a podcast for leaders, thinkers, and future makers. Covering topics like personal branding, self-awareness, networking, fear, and career management. I'm your host, I'm Coach Polina. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Ladder Talk Live, y'all. We have an amazing guest today. We're going to be discussing how do we set boundaries with our coworkers. And our special guest is Dr. Nicole, a licensed psychologist, certified life coach, professor, author, and motivational speaker. Let's go ahead and bring her on. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I am good. How are you? Ah, I'm making it. I'm glad to be here, though. <laughs> yes, y'all. So we yeah. we both were in Mexico this past week, and we are still, um, I don't know about you, but I was getting used to the lifestyle of um, breakfast, lunch, and dinner without having to cook it. And, <laughs> or clean up. Yeah. And then, yeah, exactly. Having your room cleaned by uh, support by wonderful people. The mm-hmm. one thing I did notice, I don't know if you felt this, um, the, the staff on site of the um, hotel and, you know, was absolutely amazing and yes. so friendly, but genuine. So it seemed, did you feel that as well? As well? Yes. It was not an act. Like I wouldn't even call it hospitality because that makes it seem like that's something you're trying to do. But right. like you said, it was just so genuine and being so happy when we would speak Spanish and just like the respect. It was just, I loved it. I totally loved it. It was amazing. It it had me thinking like if if and when I have a staff of my own, that is how I want them to behave. You know, like just just genuinely happy for others and and happy to help, happy to provide a service, and but just genuine about it. You didn't see yeah. anybody without a smile on their face. So it was amazing. That would be an awesome work culture. I would love to see that. Yes, we need absolutely. more of that here. Yes, yes, yes. So that kind of brings us into kind of our topic of boundaries. Um, because we we all have coworkers who are, are a little bit too much. They they mm-hmm. want to talk about their personal lives. They want to ask us for favors about work and, you know, um, complain about their managers to us or their boss to us mm. and it can really shift the shift the dynamics of a team um, mm-hmm. you know, one bad apple as they say so i'd love to dig in on how you kind of set boundaries so that people can help or not help but so that people realize like this is not where you do this. So I let's start from scratch. Yes, <laughs> what yes. Be a boundary. So um yeah, I think that's a great question. And actually what you said before that makes me think about this because you talked about the culture you are going to create when you as you grow your company. But I think that's something that leaders need to consider is setting a standard in the workplace for boundaries. And it could be part of the S like operating procedures, policies, and all of that. Because a boundary is essentially um, placing a limit on something. So when there's no boundaries, everything is possible and in a negative way, right? It's possible to insult someone, to overrun someone, to not respect someone. So a boundary is literally like just a limitation or a separation. And so when we talk about boundaries, like the boundaries that we all need, I always tell people it's like a system. It's a system of yeses and nos. 
it's a system of what are you going to be okay with or allow people to you know get from you or that you're going to give to people and it's also including the limitations or the no's like enough is enough this is where it stops so it's so important to be clear with yourself about what what your values are, what your sort of own personal limitations are, so that when you're in situations, you're able to communicate that to people. And I heard so many red flags in like some of the scenarios you just mentioned, like mm -hmm. personal business or talking about managers or, you know, complaining about coworkers. And my boundaries, mine, you know, just started blinking red because those are really things that are uncomfortable personally, but could also get you in trouble in terms of your career. And like, we both know, like having kind of just built a career, there's certain boundaries, even if we never called them that, that you just have to have in your professional space. Absolutely. Can you, before we continue on, uh -huh. can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Like um, yes. obviously a little bit about your brand, how it's so perfect for, for this week, uh, which is all about boundaries week. Um, so I'd love for you to share a little bit about yourself as well. So as you said, I'm a licensed psychologist, certified life coach. And my, what I really hone in uh, with is healthy boundaries specifically for women. And I really work a lot with ambitious, high achieving women who, who are very capable in many respects, but in a lot of ways might have difficulty in that space of like, how do I establish myself and who I am and my boundaries? And so my whole brand, brand is Boundaries to Bliss. And that is that says it all, right? When you have boundaries in your life, you have a happy existence, you have positive relationships, you have flourishing you know, personal, a pers flourishing personal life. So boundaries really are the foundation um, of sort of our happiness. And I'm also, you know, you know me, Walena, I do a lot with feminine energy because I think they go hand in hand, especially as female leaders. A lot of times we are taught to, um, to get rid of the feminine side as if that part can't go with being a leader and being, you know, being someone who's an innovator in your field. And so I like to bring it all together. Boundaries, feminine energy, and woman power. Yes, woman power. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, but you know, what you were doing is is absolutely necessary because I'm, I'm starting to see a shift in the corporate world specifically where the higher you go, the more uh, your image has to change into this um, harsher female, or strong female and mm -hmm. that can stifle isn't the right word but that can your feminine femininity in a way in which it, it's unwelcome you know if you're too yes. early or too mm -hmm. like or whatever um it can shift the dynamics of who you are as a person and and shift your identity have you how, how do you or what would you recommend to people at you know the executive level who have who want to bring their femininity back mm -hmm. to the workplace but don't feel as though it's a safe place to be a woman if you will yeah now that is such a good point and that's so many of the women that i work with and so the first thing i would say is it's so important to be intentional about creating space for your femininity outside of work because 
you know, sometimes, and I just had this conversation yesterday, some women take that harshness that they portray in, in their profession and they bring it to the rest of their life. And that part is unhealthy, right? So first you have to be intentional about thought, like um, nurturing it in other areas, like outside of work. And then I think, you know, we talk a lot, Melina, about authenticity. And I think at a certain point, the more and more you become comfortable in who you are as a woman, you'll feel more comfortable bringing some of that into the workplace. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying I've worked in a lot of um, male dominated settings. So I'm not saying it's easy, but I have found that some of it is a mindset of like, no, I can't do that. I can't be womanly. Um, and sometimes it's a little more welcome, especially the mindset uh, of a woman in terms of problem solving, in terms of seeing the big picture, that can be really powerful and helpful to a team. And I think over time, you know, colleagues start to respect and appreciate it. Absolutely. And, and that's mm -hmm. key because we provide a, a whole nother perspective to to the workplace as as females and so that's and and as they say uh behind yeah as they say <laughs> <laughs> behind every i'll say i'll create a new saying uh -huh. okay um, as welina says yes. uh business is a woman <laughs> yes so at the, at the top as well so there's mm -hmm. several mm -hmm. examples of that um, where the woman may not be, although they may sh they very well should be a CEO, but they are the right hand person to a male and that company is thriving. And little do you know, the woman is probably uh, possibly pulling most of the weight. Who yes, <laughs> the strategizer, the planner, the communicator, all those things exactly. that we do so well. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, as you said, women power. So why do you think people have so much trouble setting boundaries? Well, I think for women in particular, you know, you talked earlier about this pressure rising in your field and, and you know, being ambitious. And I think there's this tendency to take on this whole superwoman, mm -hmm. wear this superwoman cape, like I've got to be twice as hard and I've, I mean, twice as good. And I've got to do it all. And it creates this whole thing of like, you're trying to please everyone without mm -hmm. even knowing it. So you don't want to disappoint your coworkers, your, your supervisors, your, the ones that you're supervising. Like there's a lot of pressure that women bring because they feel like they, they have to do so much to, to like progress or to rise up. Mm -hmm. And that kind of pressure is enormous. And it causes you to start saying yes to a whole bunch of stuff that you really don't want to. And you start having a hard time um, saying no. Some people say no with their words, but then they go back and do the thing that they said no to. And so that also creates like a lack of respect for what you're really saying. So a lot of it is like women just really um, feeling like they have to play so many roles Mm -hmm. and not giving themselves permission to not do that mm -hmm. and to disappoint a whole bunch of folks. Mm -hmm. That's what it comes down to. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And on, on the other side of that, you know, some people will be like, oh, well, you know, they, they don't want to, right. They, they rather mm -hmm. just take on the extra work 
um, rather than ruffle anyone's feathers because they're fearful that they may lose their job or their boss may see them in a different light or, or whatever the case may be. So from your professional opinion, what happens when you don't set boundaries? How can that affect you in your work and your personal life and mm -hmm. all of those things? It's a disaster waiting to happen, either in, internally or externally. So internally, you take on so much stress. You become, and one of the key emotions that a lot of people with no boundaries have is resentment. Mm -hmm. There's this buildup and resentment is different than anger. Anger is more like, I'm mad, you know, resentment is like this slow boiling type of thing. You know, mm -hmm. it's underneath the surface and you might snap and then you might try to act like you didn't snap. So it's this really like, oh, and you've been around people who are resentful. It's not a pleasant experience. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what happens. You become resentful. You get drained. You um, you take on more than you can. And here's the thing. Externally, you become the workhorse. Mm -hmm. We all know that person that gets dumped on um, because everybody can dump on them. So you become the one who probably isn't acknowledged enough, but is doing too much. And I, I learned a lot, you know, it's interesting. I, I learned a lot in settings where I worked around white males because we would be in meetings and somebody would say something, they'd be like, oh, I'm not doing that, no. <laughs> and you, everybody would be like, okay, <laughs> like you can do that. You can, and it's like, stop saying yes to everything because when you do, you send a message that you are the one who's the workhorse who gets less recognition, who's probably, people who get promotions have good boundaries. I bet you if you did it, right? It's mm -hmm. not the ones who are doing all the extra and thinking they can work their way up and by doing more and more and more. So without the boundaries, you're internally drained and resentful and externally you become like the dumping ground. Yes, and, and I, 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 I see it masked as mm -hmm. hard worker. Um, someone who goes above and beyond. Dedicated. Mm -hmm. Right? Because then when you go up for review, or your boss will say something like, mm -hmm. isn't going unnoticed until it's time for a promotion or a raise. And they're like, well, I mean, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like, exactly. So they don't think that it's not happening to you because if you've heard your manager refer to you as those terms, she's such a hard worker. He's such a hard worker. So dependable. All of these things. So dedicated. Dedicated. That's mm -hmm. the description of, as you said, a workhorse. Yes. You know what I mean? And and is that how you want to be described if you think about it from that lens? Or she's str strategic or he's strategic or thinks outside of the box, resourceful. You know, yeah. these are how you want to be described because mm -hmm. you're still showing up. You're still doing what you're supposed to be doing. But that doesn't mean that you have to raise your hand for everything. You know, or they go ahead. No, no. What you said reminded me like they did a study um, looking at letters of recommendation, like in the academic world. And a lot of times the letters of recommendation that were written for women had a lot of personal qualities that sounded nice. Oh, she's nice. She's this, she's this. But a lot of the male colleagues had descriptions like descriptions, like you said, strategic, um, forward thinking, innovative. 
those are the things that are going to get you to the next level. Not, oh, she's nice. She's a great colleague. You know, that stuff is just fluff. And it's read as when people read letters and they compare candidates, that stuff is fluff. You mm -hmm. want the stuff that, and those words that you described are boundaries words. Innovative, strategic, meaning you don't do any and everything. You do what matters. Mm -hmm. Man, that's so good. And and it's almost an eye-opening thing for me too, because I, I have currently in some situations feel that resentment piece where because I've gotten, you know, so accustomed to taking on more things outside mm. of work that I've become resentful in certain situations where I'm like, man, I'm tired. Why are you? I'm, doing all this. I'm tired. You know, yeah. why are you doing this? You know, but you, I've set myself up for failure in those situations. So my question to you, and maybe this is a personal question, mm -hmm. I reverse out of that when people expect you now because you've set that tone that you're going to do the workhorse thing. How do you reverse and change change that dynamic? Is it possible? It is possible. I'm living proof. Like the reason I created the whole Boundaries to Bliss platform is because that was me mm. and I was burnt out. Like I was literally burnt out and that was part of coming out of the burnout. Um, it's totally possible to reverse course. I'm gonna give you a caveat. It's going to feel uncomfortable mm -hmm. because you are going to disappoint people who feel like you're reneging on a contract, mm. right? All of those personal things that we all have been through, people feel like it's an unspoken contract, social contract. All mm. the people we we are the strong ones for, we do all, you know, whether it's family members, certain friends, coworkers, um, they're going to feel like you're acting new, you switched mm. up, what are the terms, you, you know, who does she think she is? Um, but it literally starts with setting a standard within yourself and just simply saying, no, I can't do that. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm not able to. Oh no, not this time, right? Like different variations of no and being okay with the backlash. That's, that's the formula, set a standard for yourself, start saying no in different ways. Doesn't have to be harsh and be okay with the backlash. Rinse, repeat. Yes, buckle up. You're in <laughs> yeah. for a ride. <laughs> that is so good. That is so good. And and that's that's um that's that's the important part because sometimes what happens is the backlash is such a backlash. You're just like, you know what? Okay, let me just do Screw it. it. Mm -hmm. Start all over again. You know, it's like potty training a child or something. Like if you just let them, you know, do their Keep business. And their diaper, yeah, then you're 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 creating the problem. And then you can't be frustrated that they're not potty training yet because you're not setting those standards for them. Yeah. Maybe not the best analogy, so but no, <laughs> you know. I think any analogy when it comes to training kids is perfect. Mm -hmm. Because we all know like you have to just keep going. They're gonna be mad, they're gonna throw tantrums. You just got to because, you know, it's what's best for them. And that's right. exactly the same thing. Right. And and to be honest, you know, back back to the, the topic, sometimes you may lose a couple of folks in the end, you know, that can't mm -hmm. handle this new version of you. And is yeah. that a bad thing? Because if they weren't on your team, why would you want them to stick around anyway? Exactly. As they say, if they're not there, 
your boundaries is like you going into your winning season. Mm-hmm. And if they can't go along for the whole journey, do you even really want them? Like when you really come up, because look at all of these celebrities, they have people leeching, you know, mooching off of them and just draining them um, because they never set the, the boundary once they became successful. I envision when you said that, I envision a person who has like people grabbing onto their coattails and just you now have to walk a little bit harder, a little You're bit like- harder. Yes. And, and that's sometimes that's exactly what it feels like. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you're dragging along folks for the ride, but do they even belong there? Or are you yeah. just doing it because it makes you feel better? As, yeah. you know, I helped this person or I, you know, I'm such a good person. I did this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're slowing yourself down because now you have that extra weight to carry you through. And that's the key too. you know, sometimes people don't realize they think, oh, I've got to take care of all these people and do all these things. But you probably aren't getting as farther as fast as you could because of that weight, because you, you're burnt out, like you said, you're tired. Yeah, yeah. And you're not helping the person. You know, I was reading a lot about Kobe Bryant after he passed away. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that was so powerful is he said he did not, he decided to not take care of his two sisters. Mm-hmm. I think they were older. Mm-hmm. And he said it was all for the best. Like they had their own lives. They had their own whatever careers, livelihoods. He refused. Not that he didn't treat them, but he didn't sit there and give them these allowances and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is so powerful. That's like what we need to do because we're not helping people when we just enable them like that. Mm-hmm. And we have to stop trying to be when you said it right there. You want to wear this badge of honor as this good person. Like, that's just ego. You're mm-hmm. trying to be this good girl, this good person. Meanwhile, you're digging yourself in a hole because of an image you're trying to uphold. Mm-hmm. And really, it, it's it's ego and it's selfish. That right there. When you think about it, as mm-hmm. I reflect on it, it's like, you're taking away the opportunity for them to truly have the ability to stand on their own and to grow um, because you want to feel good. And so you hold them, hold on to them. Well, you don't have to go anywhere. Just, I got yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a form of control too. You're mm-hmm. like, you're in control, you know, you might be mad and resentful, but it's like you, it's like you maintain control when you keep people hooked on to you or dependent on you. Mm. Mm-hmm. Ain't that something? <laughs> Ain't that something, y'all? <laughs> so good, so good. Okay, so how can you? And I know we touched on this a little bit, but mm-hmm. if we go a little bit deeper, how can we practice setting healthy boundaries? So I would say you literally need to write out the areas where you notice you're saying yes when you really mean no. Like you literally, you can't just be in your head with this thing. Like, oh, I'm gonna set boundaries. It's it's like anything else that you're a new muscle you're trying to build. So you literally need, I would say, write down the top five areas or relationships or work situations where you know, like it could be a coworker, like you said, that's always telling you their personal business and you feel uncomfortable. That that's a prime example, right? You write down your top five. And you come up with statements that you would feel comfortable saying, right? Like the next time the coworker comes up to you like, child, you know, 
I, you know, my husband did this, my kids this, or, or no, here's a better one. They come and they start gossiping about other coworkers and managers. And that has, I do, I hate that kind of stuff, right? So what is something you could say to let that person know that that's not okay with you, right? Like you really got to sit and write this stuff out. Me personally, I would say, you know, I hear you, but that's not something I'm comfortable talking about at work. That's simple, right? But you can put it in your own language. And you take those top five situations with those five statements that you want to say, and you literally look in the mirror and you practice them. It's that, you know, and I'm a big gym person. Which, by the way, when we went to Mexico, my trainer was like, um, where are you? He texted me. <laughs> like, I'm coming. But you cannot say you're building muscle or working out if you don't actually go to the gym or whatever and practice. Mm-hmm. It's the same with boundaries. You can't say you're setting boundaries by posting memes on the Internet talking about boundaries. You got to actually practice it. So you come up with your top five people or situations and your top five, you know, what statements you could say. Even with kids, do you know how hard it is to sometimes keep boundaries with your own kids? Because they do the, oh, and the whining and the, so have your statements that you are going to just practice and they'll start to be almost second nature to you. Yes. Yes. One of the things you said um, kind of hit me. You were talking about when you're setting boundaries, especially with with coworkers and and how they are. um, I don't know why they feel comfortable whining to you. And it's like, are you, you know, unless you plan on doing something, get out of my face, you know? Exactly. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Because like you said, it's not serving anything. And what it's going to do is is burn you because eventually that st- those statements are going to get back to your boss and they're going to loop you in with that person. And now you're going to be up for review in certain situations. Yes, and yes. somebody likes bad apples and they're quick to cut it if they find, if it, if it is you, you know. Um, I think too with, you know, when you're meeting new people is also, mm. I think, the practice, practice stage because they don't know you. They don't know that what you're so They're trying to identify what those are anyway. So when mm-hmm. you have an opportunity to meet someone new and they ask you certain things, practice makes perfect. No, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Or yeah. practice not being an open book. Mm. I don't know where this idea came from. Like, were you just in the first five or 10 minutes, you tell everything? <laughs> practice, you know, people say they hate small talk, but it's a great skill because you can connect with people without being overly personal mm. and have good conversation, but it's not all about you going into your problems, your issues or all of this stuff. Nobody needs to hear all of that. Practice, like you said, they first meet you, learn how to connect without being overly like just too transparent, right. especially at work. But nobody wants to hear that. Let's be honest. Nobody wants to hear your life story. Okay. Yes. Um, because no, no. <laughs> and so and word good. does get around. Word gets around about who are the gossipers, the complainers, the um, what, are, what are other, you know, just those people that everyone's like, oh boy. Mm-hmm. And you don't really want to be associated with that. It's not a good look. Right. Those aren't people who get promoted. And yeah. 
have the opportunity to grow because they're too busy talking at the water cooler. So, and disgruntled. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So first of all, this is this has been one of my favorite episodes. So I appreciate you coming on with me, Dr. Nicole. Um, what are some key takeaways that you'd like to leave us with? And then also, do you have any projects or programs coming up that you'd like to share with us? We'd love to. Um, h- how can we work with you as well? Okay. So yeah, I love this conversation. Like it's, I think because it melds the work and the personal, which all always go together. Um, so some key takeaways are be intentional about your boundaries. Don't just assume like, oh, I have boundaries or just because it's a buzzword. It's something just like exercise is a buzzword, but you actually have to do it, right? Mm-hmm. So be intentional about understanding and developing and setting the boundaries in your life Um, and give yourself permission to take off your ego and your superwoman cape trying to be everything and everyone and start to get comfortable with disappointing some people Mm -hmm. or maybe even as you said losing some people Mm -hmm. Um, and know you know my third thing is just know in the end this is best for you and the people that you care about. Mm -hmm. For you to be whole and not resentful and not drained and burnt out, that is what, that's best for all of us, right? Mm -hmm. It's best for you, it's best for the world. We need more women who who are full and like just fully themselves and not weighed down by a bunch of like emotional baggage. Mm -hmm. So boundaries leads to all of those things. And as you can tell, I am so passionate about boundaries. You know how you like, uh, probably I I met a pilot on the plane and he was like, that was a good landing. He said he analyzes every landing Mm -hmm. because that's his profession. So Mm -hmm. me, I see boundaries, I just analyze boundaries. Like, is that good boundaries, is that boundaries? So I'm very passionate about it. Um, And I have a workshop actually coming up, a free masterclass this Sunday, October 23rd. It's called Banish Burnout and Build Bliss. And it's really geared towards the three secrets for women to tap into their feminine energy, their boundaries, and um, really finding inner peace in both their professional and their personal lives. And so you can sign up at theblissworkshop.com. I would love to see you there. It's going to be awesome. Yes. And then mm-hmm. uh, ongoing, how can they connect? What do you have? Is that your personal website as well? Or You can go to drnicolemontero.com. So D-R-N-I-C-O-L-E-M-O-N-T-E-I-R-O.com. You can see about my book, The Boundaries to Bliss Blueprint. I have um, a coaching program called The Boundaries to Bliss Bootcamp. Um, I have my free masterclass and I have a bunch of resources. So come check me out there. I'm sure there's some way that we can find uh, to work together and to help you out. 
Yes, yes. And I'll put all of those links in the show notes. So for those of you okay. who are going to watch the replay, I'll be sure to put some of those um, websites so that you can sign up for her upcoming workshop on Sunday, October 23rd, and then also follow her journey and work with her however you can uh, through her various programs and books and, and all of the things that she has going on. So thank you. Thank you, Dr. Nicole, for joining us today. I really, really appreciate it. Honestly, this has been um, therapy and therapeutic for me just as much as I <laughs> for the people listening in. So I appreciate you um, joining this morning. And for the rest of you, we will be back again tomorrow. Once again, we're in Boundaries Week. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about how do we set boundaries with our family and loved ones. So tune in. That's going to be a little spicy. So Ooh. get ready. <laughs> and thanks you all for joining. And I'll chat with you soon. Bye. Take care. Hey. Thanks for watching the latest episode of Ladder Talk Live. That last episode was jam-packed full of information. I know I took a lot of notes. I hope you were able to do the same. If you find yourself at the end of this episode wondering how to get your career back on track, or if you need just a little bit of career clarity, make sure you go to coachwalina.com to sign up for your free complimentary career consultation. Let's get your career aligned to where you're looking to go next. Again, we're here to help everyday people live extraordinary lives. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel and wherever you watch the podcast so you are in the know when new episodes launch and new opportunities to learn are available. I'll talk to you soon.